They're coming. They're coming your way. They'll be here soon. Oh, just sit tight. Africa always offers a, a few surprises. Wow, they're so neat. They're amazing looking. Pilot went off course by many miles and went too close to the border. What shall we name him? He's over there! Our kids have only been camping with us a few times. They're not survivalists. From director Richard Boddington. story of survival and friendship for the entire family. <laughs> Against the Wild. Review from Landon 2006. Richard Boddington's Against the Wild 2, Survive the Serengeti, is a wonderful new family film that toughly enjoyed watching. Only recently did I take up watching much of Boddington's work, and I got to say a great many of his movies show great examples of what appeals to families and children. Like Mr. Boddington's first Against the Wild, this one follows the exploits of two children, brother and sister, who must survive a land overran by dangerous animals, where they must show survival skills and pull together to make it through. Being a fan of Gary Paulson when I was younger, I cannot help but draw parallels to Hatchet and Brains Winter when I watch either installment of Against the Wild. Well, again, well, the first Against the Wild saw the children surviving in the Canadian forest, this one delves into a much richer and colorful landscape, what appears to be South Africa. I felt that the second installment played a little bit better than did the first, mainly due to, at least in my opinion, better chemistry between the two children and much better chemistry between the parents. Oh, wait, it's, hard no. to, it's hard to write <laughs> this review without giving away too many spoilers, but just suffice it to say that it's a great family-friendly movie that I'd encourage anyone with children to watch. It was a great 90 minutes of entertainment. Heck, even if you don't have kids, both installments are still worth the watch. S survival skills? <laughs> Hold on. Welcome to Rough Cuts. <laughs> They had survival skills? <laughs> when? That that voice you hear speaking is co-host Boyks. I'm your host, uh, Ilion. And, yeah. uh, we watched Against the Wild 2, Survive the Serengeti. The only Canadian film of 2016 to get a U.S. theatrical release. For I mean, to be fair, we didn't watch a film. We watched two kids walk around in the wilderness reason. for an hour and 30 yeah. minutes. Well, we had, then, yeah, we had about like 30 minutes yeah. of a dog wandering around the wilderness and about 30 minutes of uh, children wandering around the wilderness. And then 30 minutes of Jerry Ryan going, oh my God, my children, my babies. <laughs> Why won't the U.S. start a war for me? <laughs> this movie is wrong at all points. At all points. Yeah. Uh, it, it starts off with me not caring about any of these characters or why they're in trouble, 
or me not hoping that they even get out of this trouble because of the things that they do and the family they're from. Yeah, can I expand on that a little bit as to the reasons why I didn't care about that and why it was nonsensical? Okay, so the movie, when it starts, it just starts with two children going into, like, a Cessna, like a little bush hopper kind of plane. Like a little prop plane. Like, you know, three, four-seater kind of plane. And none, they don't know the pilot or the guy that's helping them do this. And they're going in the Serengeti. Like, they're going mm-hmm. through Africa uh, by themselves at, like, 12. Or at 10 and 12, I'd say. Something like that. Something like that. And, and they're, they're specifically going to their father's diamond mine. <laughs> yes. The, the thing is, you don't get any characterization. Because it just starts with them. So you don't get to see anything that would make you care about these children and why they're going through this adventure and having these problems. You don't have any emotional attachment to them at all because the movie just opens with them already just on the plane leaving. And then, then like you said, the other side of it is they go, oh, well, where are you going? Oh, we've got to get to our father's diamond mine in South Africa. Yeah, our rich white parents' diamond mine. And every single contextual clue in this movie tells you that these people are horrific monsters. Like, <laughs> yes. The, 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 oh, the other thing in the opening is the, the one guy that's, like, loading up the plane for them pulls the pilot aside and goes, Okay, make sure you don't go too close to the borders. The rebels are getting close. Which, you're like... Okay, wait, so they have a mine that's around a bunch of rebels where they're worried about them shooting down. Hmm, why would they want to shoot down this plane with children in it? Hmm. 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 From their diamond mine. Nothing, yeah. Africa. Um, Anyway, yeah, that's nothing. Oh, gee, weird. They've got a bunch of food on the plane. And it's all, like, caviar and champagne. This is, yeah, hmm, hmm, in Africa. In a very poor country, hmm, hmm. <laughs> like, just every single context clue tells you that these people are rich, white, asshole villains. And it doesn't help that, like, the rest of the movie, when the kids are, are missing, the yes. parents spend most of their time yelling at, like, African war leader, like, military leaders and yeah colonel and Ibari search and rescue folks mm-hmm. about how much they should start a war and how little they care about this country or we'll go kill those rebels and get our kids back <laughs> they're fine they're like we'll just call the u.s the u.s military will help us they'll blow them up we pay taxes they have that conversation i kid you not <laughs> and the whole time like the the military guy the search and rescue were very calm explaining everything in very clear language mm-hmm. to them about why they can't do certain things i kind of love that actor's take on it because i i feel like the director didn't give him any direction as to no. how he should act and the the colonel guy is like every single time that jerry ryan the mom uh opens her mouth He's basically rolling his eyes, like, instantly. Like, no, we cannot send tanks in to fight the rebels. 
we're not winning the war they're getting closer like these hysterical (laughs) white white people were just yelling at this guy and he's like yeah again (laughs) again why can't you go out it's night we don't do search and rescue operations at night because we because can't it's hard see to see and there's lions and it would put our people at personal risk of death well i don't care about that go do it <laughs> like that, that is the <laughs> argument that's literally what it is and you're like i don't think this is the hero i don't i don't feel a lot of sympathy for this family I, weirdly i enough. get the feeling this dad probably has a ton of like taxidermied rare animals on his wall and shit oh, like that yeah like, Oh yeah, oh like, it's yeah. something like that for sure. Like there, there's nothing else here other than these people suck. And yep. They're awful, and their kids are not better. I gotta no, say, no. Like so, this is the second movie in a string of films where people get into plane crashes and then wander around for an hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> and. We thought it was the same kids and the same dog. Because, by the way, they don't even know this dog. It's just a dog that happens yeah. to be there. It, it happens to be on the plane that's crashing. Like, the little puddle jumper. They've just got, like, this tiny little bush plane. And they have a dog on it that the pilot doesn't know. And the children mm-hmm. don't know. There's no attachment. The ch- and the charter guy doesn't know. It's just dog. It's just the dog. It's dog. Don't worry about it. It's dog. But- but then, like, the plane crashes because it gets shot down, I guess we should say. Which is... Actually, let's talk, rebels, about that real, yep. let's talk about that real mm-hmm. quick. Because they set it up as, like, oh, there's a dangerous storm in front of us. We can ignore this whole rebel starting a war plotline yeah, if we want. We could actually sidestep all of the horrific implications <laughs> of the setup of a rebel army shooting down this plane for these children... Because their dad owns a diamond mine. We can just move to the side of that. Mr. Kruger, look at that. Yeah, it looks like a bit of bad weather up ahead. Okay, wait. The plane crash is not because of the rebels. It's because of a storm. So why did we need to talk about rebels? Weather can change in a heartbeat. Oh. Maybe they mean the Star Wars kind. Oh my god! Oh, never mind! Never mind! <laughs> but no! They set it up, and then the plane gets shot down. And it's like, what? It's so... so sudden. Sudden. It just happens. Well, because they... Five seconds before he gets shot down, he's like, Mmm, that weather up ahead looks kind of bad. I don't know. You might need to hold on, kids. And then you hear... It was was shocking. It was shocking how sudden it was. And not that it looked good. It was just CG bullet fire. It looked terrible. Mm -hmm. But the plane crashes, the kids wake up first, and their first thought is, let's crawl out of this plane, which is fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ryan, the, the boy, turns back, and he's like, oh, I need to go save the pilot. Right, I forgot. Uh, Freddy Krueger is driving our plane. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's go save him. Mr. Krueger. Mr. Krueger. So, get so out they go and plane. drag him out. 
causing more damage to his face than what was there when he was in the plane. Yes, yeah. Oh, God. We'll talk about the special effects later. God, the, the makeup is real yeah, bad. The makeup specifically. So they drag him out, and then they're they're sitting there on the ground with the pilot passing out, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, he's in and out of consciousness. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we should also save the dog. Duh. There was something else in the plane, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. The dog. Right. So well, they go back. He... Yeah. And the first thing on. he does is save all the canned food. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Then he first, first he grabs every other item in the plane that isn't and throws the dog. it out. No, <laughs> yeah, fuck the dog. And, and then they get the dog and they do the cool guys don't look at explosion to jump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as the plane explodes. But, yes. but the, the order of priority of things that they save is themselves, mm-hmm. the pilot... Yep. The food and water, and then the dog. Well, and also, like, So the dog's, like, lowest. And, oh, yeah, like, gear, yeah. too. Yeah, he just grabs, like, everything. He grabs a ton of stuff out of that plane. But but the dog is the lowest on the priority list. Yes. And, like, when, when we said food that they're saving, I am not joking when I say caviar. They have caviar. a full, like, case lot of cans of caviar. Yep. Multiple Which cases, again, like, actually. God, well, like I said, it's a whole flat. Like, yeah. of, yeah. Which really, ba- again, puts up so many implications of, like, dad's a diamond mine owner, they're shipping caviar. Like, it's just Like, in, in such theory, this plane ride look. was only an hour or two. It, it wasn't very far, they said. So why would yeah. they need to be carrying so much canned food with them? Yeah, specifically high-end goods. Oh, well, so much. Yeah. The, we'll get into... So the big thing is... We talked about this before. We don't need to talk about every little plot yes. point of this movie. Because it's exactly what you expect. They crash. Then it's them wandering around South Africa for an hour and a half. As it cuts occasionally to the mom screaming about how they need to rescue the kids. Yes. And then the end of the movie is just... Kids walking across the plane, Jeep comes up. Oh, look, it's mom and dad. Credit. It just happens to save them. Yeah, and then it ends. And but the but just what I was happens getting to... to save them. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was getting to why the kids suck. <laughs> this was the point. Sure. Um, so they they save the pilot, mm-hmm. technically. Uh, and, and then sure. they, they start a fire to ward off lions. Because uh-huh. they're in the African wilderness. And the next day, so that's night one. The next mm-hmm. day, they decide to abandon the pilot unconscious at yes. the scene of the crash to go wander in a random direction and and leave well, we were the pilot. for a while. We've got to be close to the mine. Yeah, yeah but they're going to leave him to the wilderness and the mm-hmm. animals and dehydration. And they didn't even cover him. With any nope. sort of, like, shade or anything. So he's also going to get baked by the sun. Yes. Well, the very funny thing that they do, too, is they're like, oh, he needs water. Give him water. He's laying on his back, and they just stuff a water bottle in his unconscious mouth and start they try drowning to drown him. him. They try yes. to drown him in water. And but... it's like, uh, oh, okay, yeah. And then after they leave, they're drinking the water they brought with them in their water bottles. And the dog starts panning for water, uh, who's like a a Malamute. Uh, Chinook, 
I think is what they call the dog. Yes. In a very, very <laughs> normal pronunciation. Oh, God. And yeah, Shinnok. Shinnok? Shang Tsung. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and the dog's panting for water, and the kids are like, no, don't give that dog our water. We need that water. And they never, ever give the dog any water or food for the next five to six days. Correct. But what I also wanted to talk about was how we said, like, oh, well, they had all this food in there. And that – and it's like, why do they have cases of – because they have caviar, but then they also have beans. They just have Bush's baked beans. I, I love it's... when Ryan's like, beans! Here's something I can eat. Beans. Beans! Uh, but <laughs> – God. What a line. they yeah, they wander through the jungle, the, the jungle, the plains of Africa, the safari, yeah, for an hour Serengeti. and Serengeti for like an hour and a half. But what I wanted to kind of highlight there is that just like the end, how it's like, well, they then the parents just show up. That's how every single problem in this movie is solved, which is why I found that specific one that i was reading so fucking offensive like that <laughs> that uh because they talk about that uh, gary paul yes gary paulson and the uh hatchet and brian's winter that they called brains winter um mm-hmm. and those are children's novels uh, like canadian children's novels and i think there was some tv movies and stuff about them but those actually get into survival stuff like how do you make a fire how do you make a trap to catch food how do you get water how do you build a shelter all of these kinds of things this movie doesn't do any of that everything that they have a problem come up so like they need to start a fire like you Mm -hmm. were saying so how do they start a fire well they start rubbing two sticks together right Mm -hmm. which can work if you do it right and you're fast they're not fast movement you take a lot of time Mm -hmm. and they Uh, struggle with that and they can't do it because it's really hard and they're not doing it right and they're not trained so they keep problem solving and they find Uh, and they just they just pull a magnifying glass out of their backpack that they had the whole time i guess and then they never use it again after this Yep, it just shows up for one thing. They don't show them grabbing it out of the plane. They don't talk about it. There's nothing about that. It's just, oh, we need a fire. Mm, fires are hard. Well, oh, it's okay. We've got a ma- we've got a magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, okay. Um, well, we have a, a problem of opening up the bean, the cans of beans. 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 And it's like, well, uh, it's fine. I'll just open them. Well, yeah. they're tin cans. That's gonna be hard. No, it's not. I'll just, just bash, bash it, it on with this the rock. rock. And he bashes Which... it on a rock and obviously destroys the can. And they laugh about it. And then they just talk about how they're eating beans now. They and never solve the re- that problem. Actually, they never. They never solve the problem. They never. Yeah. They don't have anything to cook it in. Like they could cook it no. in the can, but they destroy the can, getting the beans out. Like every single problem, they they get attacked by lions. Oh no, we're trapped between a lion and a crocodile. Oh look, a random elephant showed up and chased the lion away. 
Yeah. There's the scene where a snake is sneaking up on Chinook. Yes. And it's it's really tense. It's like, oh my god, that snake's going to bite it. And then the dog's going to be poisoned and have to mm-hmm. deal with... Well, sorry, not poisoned. Venomed. Yes. They're different. <laughs> He's going to get a symbiote and start talking to himself. Uh, and then they're going to have to deal with an injured dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, the dog just killed the snake. Never mind. It's fine. In a smash cut. Like, it, yeah. it's doing this quick, like, back and forth between snake and dog, snake and dog, snake and dog. And then all of a sudden it just shows the dog eating the snake. And you're like, wait, well, what? What? Huh? This movie has some very weird tone differences and very wooden acting at times that's unintentionally funny. Oh, uh, th- yeah. There was a scene you were talking about uh, that you pointed out where uh, Jerry Ryan, 7 or 9, mm-hmm. is is talking to her husband, uh, Mr. Croft, because they're the Croft family, like Laura. Yeah. And And she's like, I just can't, I can't. Deal with losing both of our children. Oh, it's so horrible. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just cuts the flutes. Yep. Can't stand the thought of losing both our children. Wow, they're having a great time. Wow, this is great. And you're like, wait, what? I. I don't think that okay. was the tone they were going for at that moment. No. And things like that. Or like, uh, wow, these hyenas are terrifying. They're going to kill us. And then they cut to the hyenas and it's like cute little baby hyenas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, like every problem, they either make it worse or yes. they end up like not solving it and it just gets solved for them. They find, like, at one point, they're going, oh, my God, we need water. We're so thirsty. Oh, wait, I hear running water. And they run to the stream and just start drinking out of it. Yes. This, like, brown, I mean, nasty stream. You've done stream. survivalist stuff, right? You just drink the water every time you find you it. You just drink the water. Anytime that you find water, you just drink it. Don't it's worry good. about it. What could happen, you- right? Toppy, topa, toppy worm? What it, what's that mean? <laughs> <laughs> they, they should have had an like, after credit scene showing the kids in the hospital with tapeworms or something, shitting right? Shitting themselves like, out, yeah. Yeah, like something. Like, you would be, they would have died so many times. Oh my god, like, everything they, they, drink, they do. So they drink from the stream, that's bad. They drink from a still pool of water that was brown with animals constantly walking in and out of it as a watering Yeah, hole. like an African water. That was water bad. Animal. That's extremely bad. That one has to be full of bacteria and, you, and you would parasites. Be so dead. You'd be they. That was in the first day or two that they did yeah. that, and they last like another four or five days. And I'm like, those kids are dead. They're so fucking dead. Oh my <laughs> god, they're so. They dead. run off from a stump that was brown. Yeah. From, from a rainstorm, instead of drinking the, the oh fresh rainwater. That's another great example. Another time, because they constantly have the, oh no, mm-hmm. we're thirsty moment. As another deus ex moment, they're really thirsty and they're like, they collapse from thirst. Mm-hmm. So what happens to solve it? A rainstorm happens. I guess. No tension. Why bother? Yeah. They don't need to solve any I... problems. They just have it solved for them. They're so white. You... <laughs> and their dad's rich. Oh of course God. they don't have any Of course problems. it just works. <laughs> it just so, works like... out. 
Like, near the end of the movie, too, they're running away from a lion that's trailing mm. them. And then they roll down a hill to a river. A and they're hill. immediately like, oh my god, water, thank god. And they start drinking water <laughs> in the middle of the, middle of the stocking. Yes. So they're, they're just drinking the parasitic water. And then a crocodile shows up, which crocodiles never go near shore, so they're safe. Uh-huh. I... There's another... God, these kids just really also, want to wanna, die. I also want to say, you say roll down a hill. That hill was a foot drop. Like... Well, it had to most. be large. They needed an elephant to pull them out of it. Yeah. The elephant lifts them up from this hill that they could... If they had just, like, taken a big steppy, they'd have gotten out. <laughs> the elephant picks them up from it. Right, but there was a lion on that side where they ended up getting out anyways. And... Hmm. Yeah, they never dealt I'd love with it if that, the elephant just fed them to the lion. <laughs> Here you go. The, so, Chinook, the mm-hmm. the dog, keeps abandoning the children because they're stupid oh, as constantly. hell. Yeah. And, and they the won't like, feed him any water and they won't or feed food. Him or, or water or anything. So the dog keeps wandering off to go do its own thing and then wandering back. Mm-hmm. And at one point we're like, oh, the dog's going to go get help, right? It's the deus ex machina of of lassie yeah what is it boy right no yeah no the dog just leaves and comes back because there's another scene where they cross a very well-constructed bridge yeah it's hilarious they're acting like oh my god oh my god be be real careful this bridge is what two feet off the water two feet off the ground yeah and it's and it's like going under creek it's like not it's yeah i don't know that you could call that a river no. Like, that looks like a creek. But, and but then, like, oh Ryan God, breaks through a fall. board and falls uh, halfway through, and then it cuts to him suddenly 12 feet above the water with a yeah, very CG crocodile. Mm-hmm. So, so, this is after Chinook had abandoned the children again for, like, the third time in the six days. And he hadn't shown up in the movie, like, with the children. He was in the movie, but it was just constant, separate Somewhere adventures. Else. Yeah. And I was like... 30, 40 minutes that he hasn't been with these kids? Like, it's been days. It's been so long. And then suddenly he's just there. And and the girl's just like, oh, you'll never believe what happened. Oh, Chinook's back. And then we see Chinook run up to, you know, the boy in the bridge and start shoving him down into the... <laughs> trying to take him out one Get last in. time. Get in there! Fucking kill these kids! We need to end it! End it! Yeah, Chinook's the real hero. No, he but, grabs the child. But, but then Chinook has him. a change of heart. Yeah, it saves him. Yeah. The character but, arc on this dog. The reason why that dog should have killed these children <laughs> is when they're not saved by Deus Ex Machina, which is constantly. That's the 99% of the, pro- the mm-hmm. time that they do it. The other, like, 10% of the problems that they solve... They solve in ways that would make things so much worse. Like, yes. just just drinking yes. the brown water out of every single location that they find. Or, like, you were talking about the hyenas. Yes. Do you remember how they eventually fend the hyenas off? Well, they fend off most of the animals by starting a brush fire. Yes, brush fire, brush fire, brush fire, brush fire. Like- She's pr- the plan Chinook is would just... protect Africa by killing these children. 
Oh, they're like little puppy hyenas, dude. Oh, look at really them. Cute. They're so cute. Oh my god. Do not start a brush fire, dude, children. Do not. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh. trouble their plan is to burn down the safari multiple times at a 10 mile mm -hmm. stretch yes yeah they're like okay uh, uh the hyenas are coming after us and the fire isn't warding them off they've got big torches that they made mm -hmm. and they're trying to shove them at the hyenas is like just burn all the bushes it's the only way to save ourselves and they just light everything around them on fire Everything. Everything, which you'd think would maybe be a problem, actually. Uh, at but one it's point not. They, at one point, they like press down the large grass around them, put a bunch of sticks on the grass, and then start a fire there. And that's their yep. campfire for the night. Like, they're trying really hard to burn this whole fucking grassland down. Oh yeah, they they are an environmental disaster. <laughs> they basically. They, yeah, th those are the only uh, problems they solve is by starting fires everywhere, constantly. Mm-hmm. The, the rest of the movie is basically B-roll of random African animals. Mm-hmm. And, and every scene where somebody's talking, there's like a zebra behind them or a wildebeest or a giraffe. It, just it's because... constantly pounding it into you that it's Africa. Africa. You got it? Or, like, there's the CG uh, stampede with six animals that they yes. made. They they made it seem like it was, like, 50. <laughs> well, and they're in a wide open plane. Yep. Like, there's no... It's normally the problem of when you're worried about, like, being stampeded, it's because you don't have anywhere to go or, like, move away from the animals. So the animals would go through you. Because the animals aren't going to run you over because they want to. They're not doing it for fun. Like... If you're yeah. there and there's space, well, except not that elephant, run... that one sure. elephant was doing it for fun. But then, yeah, well, it was doing it to save Africa. But uh, like yeah. normally, the the problem would be that you don't have anywhere to run, and the animals also don't have anywhere to run except through you. Instead, it's six zebras on a wide open plain, and they're like, "Oh my god!" and they just run in a straight line away from the zebra, and they're like, "Go." three feet to the side or like just stand yeah. still because the zebras aren't going to trample you because they're just going to run around you no yeah it doesn't make any sense it's, um it's painful to watch and then i guess from a filmmaking perspective there's a lot of other little problems outside of just like the characters suck they're stupid they do the dumbest things and then just randomly get saved like that's all mm. it's bad that's um, really bad writing, but... Th there's also, like, wooden acting because of the script. Uh-huh. There's one time where the, the girl is just like, um, oh, what does she say? We're gonna die out here. Fire should protect us. I'm so scared. Yes. I like have that. one. I have a written down one that I'm gonna try and find. I hope that I can get it. Whereas she goes, I'm so scared. Beans. It's... We're gonna die. I'm very mm -hmm. scared. I'm oh. so scared. 
All these hyenas are coming after us. Uh, it's the lion. Ryan, there's a lion after us. Yeah, We're going to be in trouble. And then the boy's like, I'm going to put warrior poop on my face and fight it off because I'm Rambo. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, part of it's because children actors, but also the adult actors are bad too, including Nobody's Seven trying. of Nine. Like, yeah, she's she's better than most, but not by much. Yeah, she did get her own makeup artist, which turned out to be a good idea. Yeah, that was the other <laughs> so, thing. Is I was like, should let's we talk, talk about, about the that? makeup? Let's talk about uh-huh. the makeup. So. Something something was off with their makeup artist. Their makeup artist just did not give a shit about continuity. I'm a little I I again I to point things out. I just want to say real fast. I think that it's unfair to blame the makeup artist because Richard Boddington was his name. Boddington, is, yeah, yeah. On all of his movies, he's basically yet another dog movie, like animal movie, uh, Neil Breen, where he is. Writer, director, producer, and editor. If he's the editor and director, it's his fucking job to recognize continuity and to relay that to his artist team. Yeah, but it's also the makeup artist's job to keep track of that shit, too. Like, Yeah, I guess. It's one makeup artist. It's not a team. That person knows what they put on that character. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. This one doesn't. No, Jerry Ryan's correct. Jerry Ryan's makeup artist did. Yes, <laughs> like uh, Jerry Ryan was big enough as an uh, actor to be like, "I'm getting my own makeup artist, thank you." Because the kids have damage from the plane crash. Specifically, the girl has like a cut on her cheek. Which cheek is a good question? <laughs> well, it depends. It's a quantum cut, you see. It just <laughs> and, changes yeah. on every scene every scene because it's on it's on her left cheek one day right cheek the next day on the same day at a different scene it's on the left cheek but slightly higher up near her cheekbone and also split in the middle but the next time it's bigger and on the right side yeah sometimes it's vertically oriented sometimes Sometimes it's at an angle yeah yeah sometimes it's almost horizontal sometimes it's kind of more at an angle the location and size and how, like, wide it is, how much blood's coming out of it, whether, yep. like you said, it's basically like a skip cut where it's got, like, a break in the middle of it mm-hmm. is entirely random. And I mean... And it's so distracting. Yeah, we're not talking about, like, they fuck it up once or twice. <laughs> we are talking about every single time that it goes to the girl, it is in the exact wrong spot. Every single time it switches. Every time that it Mm -hmm. cuts from one scene to the next, it's different. It would have probably changed if you actually look and counted it. Because we noticed it a while into the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. Once I started paying attention to it, it happened at least 16 times. Like, this is... If you counted from the beginning, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens less than 20 times. And the boy also had marks. Like, he had four marks on his face from when the plane crashed. Two on each Mm -hmm. side. Yeah. And then it turned to three. And then it was two. And then they just left them off. And then they added cuts to his nose. And then they just removed the cuts from his nose. 
fingers. And then they yeah. added it, like, two on his dimples. Like, it's yeah. just, it's randomly placed every time or removed, yes. depending on, on the scene. And also some days, like, the second day, they're incredibly sunburned and they have this, like, peeling yep. skin effect and they're all really red. And then the third and fourth day, they're totally white and clean. And then on the fifth day, they're covered in dirt and sunburn. And then on the sixth day, they're white and clean. And then on the seventh and, day, <laughs> they're all yeah. sunburned again. And you're like, oh my god. And, and there's one scene where, like, the girl has, like, a black eye and a black and yeah. blue bruised cheek for no reason. And then it just disappears in the next scene. It's entirely it's like, what random. happened? <laughs> Why are you doing this? So, like... I have to put this on the makeup artist. I have to. There's no way you make that many but changes. You have to. You have to admit, though, the director and editor had to have had some oversight in that. You would think in a real production, right? Uh, it got a theatrical release. I don't. If it's got a theatrical release, I don't think so. No, no way. The the first movie to to clarify, the first movie is a TV movie. Yes. So then, correct. This got a theatrical release. Also, I want to go back to that uh, review where I'm like, we need to see the first one because even this review says that the this one lands better than the first one. Better? So I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I mean, oh no. The only reason I can think is because it's more of an exotic location than Canada wilderness. Right. So the only yeah. reason it would land better is because it's more interesting animals and a more interesting location. Yeah. Yeah. Other the than only that, it's probably qualities. the same. <laughs> yeah. The only redeeming qualities of this movie really do feel like there are like an a there is an actual elephant that's yeah. There's a brush funny. baby. That brush is baby's that a, adorable. A bush baby. Yeah. Bush baby. Bush baby. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. The Galagos is what they're called. Yeah. Uh, that thing's cute they're... as hell. And, yeah, so they have a few things like that. And there's a there's a giraffe with a really bad drool trail oh, <laughs> for like man, the that... whole scene. Mm -hmm. It looks bad. <laughs> I mean, that's animals. I kind of yeah, love that because it's like yep, nope, that's animals, and especially like uh, ungulates like that and stuff, right? Like cows the, and things. Like they're always the just giraffe scene and is because the, and... the kids are in a tree. It's very reminiscent of the Jurassic Park brontosaurus scene. Mm -hmm. where the the giraffe comes up into the trees and is like eating leaves near them yeah yeah, yeah. i i can kind of see what they're doing but even it, so from a director standpoint there's also other problems that just the makeup uh oh, sure and just the fact that the writing is just like this is fixed now <laughs> we're done mm -hmm. the, the other problems are like uh so the mother shows up and is like where are our kids our, our plane crashed, and then the search and rescue officer has to be like, well, the plane crashed, but we don't have this signal from an ELS, and what's an ELS? Well, it's an electronic locator system, but it's gone because it's off because the plane crashed, and your kids are probably dead in a fire and burned to a crisp. And they explain everything. Mm -hmm. And then seconds later, the dad shows up. He's like, where are our kids? Well, there's a plane crash and there's an ELS, but we can't get the ELS. So, like, they're they're talking in circles about the same things to, to characters. Yes. When they could have just solved that problem by having both characters there. Mm -hmm. They there do that no a reason. lot. 
They do that quite a bit. Um, I that to me because this movie is a very tight ninety minutes. Yeah, which uh, was which why is the reason we it. picked it. <laughs> the reason why Boyks decided to pick this one. Oh, this one's uh, only ninety minutes. I'm in. All right, <laughs> we were discussing. Yeah, God, uh, but fucking the. Uh, it's very much a we need to drag this out shit yeah. shit it's only 60 minutes how do we get it to be a little bit longer all right we'll put in some more b-roll mm, that only made it 70 minutes i don't think we can squeeze any more b-roll into this it's already really really boring uh okay uh we'll just mm. do the same scene again but with the dad because the dad hasn't shown up yet okay Let's do the same scene again with the dad because the dad hasn't shown up yet like four or five times. Yeah, and then they also do like six different night scenes that are all the exact same situation and the exact same solution. They use the same footage on. Sometimes the the same footage, yeah. Yeah, them fighting off lions with fire and hyenas with fire and jackals with fire and, and tortoises with and fire tortoises with fire and yeah <laughs> and they saw a bug once so they burned down the... <laughs> oh my god that bug looks gross burn down the bushes <laughs> start a brush fire start a brush fire uh, oh god it's a really cute bush baby kill it burn it burn it down oh god it's an animal burn 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 <laughs> damn they're doing a great job just Stand-up survivalists. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie also has problems with, like, camera work, I think. Because there's, oh, there's yeah. shots with a good camera where they sometimes yes. show well, well-shot well things. And then they cut to a drone shot that has a really shitty low-quality camera. That, but they wanted mm-hmm. to get this cool drone, like, lift-up back shot of them walking. And it immediately cuts back to the good camera. Yeah, They should have just cut stark. the drone shot. <laughs> Because it looked yeah. bad. People don't understand that, okay, that angle's really cool. But if your camera absolutely yeah. fucking sucks and it's going to just stutter and look really low resolution, mm-hmm. that's not, it's not going to be a good shot anyway. Like, it doesn't matter. It's just jarring. Can, yeah. Yeah. You can get a cool angle, but that's not the only thing that matters. Yeah. I... This movie is definitely meandering, just like the main characters meandering around in the Serengeti. This movie also meanders around and doesn't know what it's doing half the time and just kind of wanders in random directions. But thankfully, we can solve it with fire. Burn every copy. (laughs) God. Uh, I think we're done, right? Like this is the movie. I, this is this is gonna be a short episode because there's it's nothing gonna, here. It's fine. There's there, but there's, there's nothing, nothing here. There's just nothing. nothing here. I'll put in I'll put in a bunch of clips from stuff because honestly, yeah. it's this is a movie that I'd almost recommend watching with a friend if you just put it on in the background and you're like playing a tabletop game because every once in a while you'll look up and like see some of the most wooden, stupid acting and them like burning down the wilderness and just. <laughs> Like, or you'll get, like, the, the kid yelling, beans. beans! Or the mom going, oh, my God, my children are dying in the jungle! <laughs> like, it's, there's some really, 
There are it's unintentional. of incredible yeah. unintentional humor. It's very rare, and it's not worth watching, like, attentively, but you'd probably get a couple of little moments of, like, wow, that's bad to just laugh about if you were drinking with a friend and doing something else and you just had it in the background. That's that's what this movie deserves. And yep. do not, good God, do not pay for this thing. No. Don't don't be like us. No. So, okay, let's let's write the dog. So Chinook is the name of the dog, mm-hmm. um, which is, it's not a husky, I found it's out. It's not a husky. Yes, the pilot makes that very clear. That's not a husky. It's a Malamute. Right. Uh, what, what, is, what does Chinook do in this film? Chinook gets in a plane crash. Yes. Asks for water and food and gets denied them. Abandons mm-hmm. the children. Comes Smartest back because it, it feels bad about abandoning the children. Worst Realizes move. he was correct and abandons the children again. Yes. Comes back to murder a child and then has this uh, a change, change of heart. Mm-hmm. Wanders away. Yep. And then just shows up again at the end. It's like, oh, I'm back. I'm ready to be saved now, I guess. I I don't know why this... I thought the dog would be a deus ex machina lassie dog, but instead the dog just kind of wanders around and does nothing. I This is a 0 out of 10 dog, not because it's a bad dog. It's a really cute Malamute. It's a nice dog. Mm-hmm. The reason why it's a 0 out of 10 dog is it doesn't feature in this movie. This dog does... I mean, the dog's in the film. It just doesn't... It but might as well not be. It's not relevant at all. Yeah. It takes up half the film's runtime, this dog wandering right. around the Serengeti. But none of it is relevant at all to the children. The children don't know the dog. The parents don't know the dog. The pilot doesn't know the dog. Nobody knows... Who or why this dog is there? And then the dog just abandons the... the, They don't feed the dog. They don't give the dog water. They have no attachment to this dog whatsoever. The dog has no attachment to them. And they never solve any problems jointly except for the one time that it grabs the kid off of the bridge. Yeah. That's it. That's the only time they ever do anything together. I I do have a rating for this dog. I found out while watching the credits to Mm -hmm. try and get mad about a makeup artist. (laughs) That the actor for Chaduk is named Yoshi. So I would like to give this dog a being abandoned down a cliff to get an extra double say. jump out of 10. That, that's way too relevant for the way the dog is acted on in this movie. God damn. Because they just, they want the dog whenever yep. it can help them. And then every other time that it can't help them, they're like... Well, time to throw this dog into a well. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> the kids are even just like walking around like, oh, I guess we lost Chinook. Anyways, let's go five miles that way. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. Yeah, there's no God. I I know that we're done talking about the movie, but I just get so mad no. about the kid going, well, we've got to be close to the mine. It's somewhere around here. They don't have any plan for like Mm -hmm. oh well see that's east because the sun you know what i mean like there's the sun we know that we're in the north like there's none of that there's no there's no problem solving by these children in any sense at all they don't they don't try and problem solve how to find their way out they don't try and problem solve how to get water they don't try and problem solve how to get food they don't have to solve any problems at all everything is just gifted to them 
nicely by uh, the universe. Like not all unlike white children of white <laughs> African diamond mine owners. <laughs> yes. Weird. That's rough cuts. I just, uh, <laughs> I just, I just, I can't. Uh, fuck. This movie yeah. is so, so rough. Uh, if you like this episode, make sure to check us out on uh, our Patreon, which helps us purchase and rent films and equipment, uh, as well as purchasing strays, which I now own for life and I can never get rid of. And it's a pox on me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm excited for how your Amazon recommendations look. It's going to be great. Uh, uh, <laughs> we really appreciate We got a couple of new patrons recently. So thank you very, very much for joining. does mean a lot. Yeah. And you can also check us out on social media, on co-host and Blue Sky and not X, which I will call X now. Oh, and we do God, not post zeets. You will not watch our zeets. We're Rough Cuts cast, uh, or actually, we're just at Rough Cuts on both of those places. And you yep. can email us at uh, roughcutscast at gmail.com. Uh, we've gotten some emails from some directors in the past, which is rad as hell, especially because it was a director of a cool movie. Thank you again for the uh, soccer dog director. Very neat. Yeah, and if you did not like this episode, please send all of your uh, <laughs> hate mail. Yes. Please send it directly to Richard Boddington. <laughs> Don't actually do that. <laughs> I my votes are for chance or for uh, the survive the wild too because I think that that's amazing. There's just a second plane crash, just a bunch of white people in another plane crash. Yes. Oh God. Okay. Do you um, think? Will they even reference the fact that they were in a plane crash previously? I don't think they will. I don't know. I... So, I've had a very, very terrible thought that immediately happened. I'm like, oh, like, oh, this is a little close to September 11th for us to be talking about two plane crashes. <laughs> there, there's not going to be any towers here. It's fine. Oh. Unless... Unless... We don't know how the plane crashes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Also, we're like two weeks out or whatever when this releases. It's fine. <laughs> it's not like we released it on the 11th. Like, oh, here you go. Enjoy this shit. I mean, honestly, I think it's almost funnier. <laughs> At this point, there's been enough time. We're allowed. Oh, it's only 90 minutes. All right, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs>